Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. If um, you're new to this podcast, I would recommend that you go back to episode one, Why Centurion Faith? That's the first episode I did entitled Why Centurion Faith? And it just kind of takes you through the the reason um, that uh, we came up with this title called uh, Centurion Faith. And it talks about uh, a, the cent- Roman centurion who had the kind of faith that makes that made Jesus marvel. And as we dig into what was it uh, that made made uh, Jesus marvel, what was it with this man's faith, we kind of pivot off of that and go into these messages um, trying to achieve that one thing that pleases God, and that's faith. And, and the whole this whole series, uh, this whole podcast is really based off of Matthew 8, 8, where you'll find the faith of the centurion. It's also found in Luke 7, 7. And then um, the main... The main scripture, though, is is Hebrews eleven six, which says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." Let me say that again: Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that He not only exists, but that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Are you a diligent seeker of the Lord? Let me ask you this question. This is something that's so dear to my heart. Do you have a devotional life? When you get up in the morning, do you spend time with the Lord? Are your first thoughts towards God? Is your, is, are the first words out of your heart or out of your mouth, good morning, Lord? They should be. I'm not saying that I do this perfectly, but I wake up every morning and the one thing that's the greatest treasure to me is my time that I get to spend alone with the Lord. I get up before everybody else in my house rises and I get my coffee out. I call it my holy grounds and I spend time in God's word and in prayer and I love it. I'm not doing it, I'll never do it to be pleasing to the Lord. I'm not doing it so that the Lord will be pleased with me. He's already pleased with me because of what Jesus Christ did on my behalf through his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And he's, uh, he's pleased with me because of Jesus and because of what was done through the finished work of Christ. So I don't ever make this a works. I don't ever, I don't ever want to feel like I have to do this to, to be pleasing to God. I'm already pleasing to him, but when I spend time with him, I see what he's already done for me and what he wants to do through me today. And so I hope that's where these messages take you. Um, this message is, uh, t- today is called the basics of the faith. And it's just kind of a faith one, two, three, just a reminder, some of the most simple and basic truths in God's word, um, need to be looked at again and again. And then, and just like, um, taking something precious, like a diamond and turning it around and, and, uh, seeing it in a different light. Every time you look at some of these just basics of the faith, I think they come alive and you learn more and more. And I was just, um, you know, wanting to uh, kind of start with a faith one, two, three. This is this is what I would call the one, two, three of faith. And this is if you're somebody who's seeking the Lord, maybe a friend who's a believer in Jesus Christ forwarded this podcast to you, so so you could learn what it is, 
how to be saved and, and what it means to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And the first thing that, that we do as a believer, first thing that any of us ever did is, is to turn our hearts towards God. It's actually with our heart that, that, a, that a man or woman believes and is made righteous. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And that's found in Romans 10 and uh, 9 and 10. So it's with our heart that we, when we decide, when usually when we come to the end of ourselves, we find Christ waiting. In 2 Corinthians 3, 12 through 18, it talks about this and it talks about how it's comparing the old covenant um, that was given to Moses, the Ten Commandments, and how he had to wear a veil over his face because when he looked at these um, Ten Commandments, the, the God's law, his face was just glowing and he wore a, a veil over his face to hide the glow, which eventually would wear off just like the old covenant is waxing away and was was wearing away as Christ came onto the scene. And it says in 2 Corinthians um, 3, um, I'll start with uh, 13 and then read all the way through 18. And not as Moses who put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look at that which was which is abolished. And he's talking about the Old Testament, uh, uh, the Old Covenant and the uh, the law but their minds were blinded. This is talking about the Jews. The minds were blinded until this day, and this is still happening today. There remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away with in Christ. So now Christ has come onto the scene. That veil can be taken away. But even uh, but even to this day, when Moses is read, it's talking about reading the Torah today, the veil is upon their heart. So the veil has, has moved from the face to the heart. And for people who believe this is Jews and Gentiles who, who believe uh, in Christ, the veil is taken off their heart when they turn to the Lord. Listen to this, but I'm gonna read 15 again. But even to this day, when Moses is read, there's a veil upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, it's talking about the heart. When the heart turns toward the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we with open face, that means unveiled faces, unmasked faces, hello. We with unveiled uh, open face, beholding a as in a glass or a mirror, the glory of the Lord. We're changed from the same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. When we behold the Lord, when we look at him and his word and we his spirit comes alive in us, um, we, we become like him by beholding him. It's just like a child watching a parent and mimicking their behavior and seeing their character, their nature, and getting to know them. The more we get to know God through his word and his spirit, the more we become like Jesus. That's just a plain fact, and it's something that, that I've seen hold true in so many lives that I'm around. So the basics, the first basic of the faith is to turn your heart to Jesus and be saved, and then also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When a man or woman turns towards the Lord, as Peter uh, pronounced in Acts 2.38, um, he told the people, he, he said, people want to know, how can we be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized. And this is in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this promise is not only for you and your children, 
but everyone who's afar off and anyone whom the Lord God will call. So this is for anybody who would turn towards Jesus. Not only do you receive forgiveness for all your sins, past, present, and future, sins you haven't even committed yet, but you also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord comes into your life, the Holy Spirit seals your little spirit forever. You're sealed. That's why it says, when Peter says, be holy, you know, he reminds us what God says, be holy for I am holy. Well, how can we be holy? How can sinful, unrighteous man be holy? By receiving the gift of forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are holy because we have a Holy Spirit living in us. And, and that Holy Spirit has sealed our spirit. So we are holy. And when we read this Bible, all of a sudden it starts making sense because it's a holy Bible. It's written by a Holy Spirit. It can only be understood by the Holy Spirit in us, who's helping us and teaching us. So I hope that um, that you see step one and two are really easy. You just turn your heart to the Lord and um, call on the name of Jesus Christ. Turn your heart towards the Lord and then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then how do we, how do we walk this out once we receive the forgiveness of our sins and that lightness in our spirit and that freedom that forgiveness of sin provides, that burden that's lifted off of us when we see Jesus is is pronounced in us is is made alive or quickened in us by his holy spirit and then how do we where do we go from there well we we want to go and share Jesus with other people and once Jesus becomes real to us we want to help make him real to other people when i was desperate 20 years ago and i called in my heart on Jesus. I said, Jesus, if you're real, please be real to me. I needed him to be real, not just somebody that's on paper. One of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians um, 3.19, and I'm going to read that to you, and it talks about making Jesus, how to make him real. And it's, and it's um, this is Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus, and that they would come to know the love of God, which passes knowledge. Well, how do you know something that passes knowledge? And it's talking about two different types of knowledge. There's an experiential knowledge in the Bible, and there's two different words used uh, for knowledge. One is for gnosis in the Greek, which is is knowledge on paper. And then gnosko is an active, alive, living experience where we see, oh, God is real. He is risen and he lives here in us by his spirit. He's around us by his spirit. So this is Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3.19. That, and this is my prayer for the listener today, for all of us, for you that's listening, that you would come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all of your being unto the fullness of God, and you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. This is the Amplified Bible, and again, this is Ephesians 3.19. Now to him who is able, in consequence of the action of his power, He is at work within us and he's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we would dare to ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. 
to him, Jesus Christ, be the glory in the church, and that's in us, through Jesus Christ, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So my prayer for you as I close this message today is that you would see what you already have in Christ. And if you have not turned your heart towards him and called on him in your heart and believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth the lordship of Jesus Christ, I ask you to do that today. Anyone, anyone, the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He stands at the door and knocks today. If you're already a believer in Christ, I want you to go out today and make Jesus real to somebody else by praying for them. Everyone that you encounter today has a need. Everybody, the first person you run into today by the Holy Spirit's power and presence will probably share with you what they're going through. Everybody's going through something or coming out of something. Everyone has a need. And when you find out by listening and loving them, find out what that need is, you can pray with them. Ask them to pray and and ask them, can I pray for you so that we can see the Lord move in your life and we can see that our Lord Jesus is real, risen, and alive when he comes through by answering your prayers. God longs to answer the prayers of the righteous. And we're only made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ, by his finished work. And through his resurrected life, we can pray in his name today and watch God move. I was looking at the story of the unjust judge in the Bible, and I'm going to close with this. It's in Luke 18, 1, and it's a parable taught by Jesus that we should always pray and not give up. And it's a story of a woman who's knocking on the door of an unjust judge and asking for, for um, the judge to, to uh, righteously deliver her from her adversary. And she keeps banging on the door and pounding on the door. And finally, this unjust judge gets up and says, man, this woman's about to wear me out. So I'm just gonna give her what she wants. And, it, and it, Jesus goes on when he's teaching this parable to say, you know, how, you know how, how do you think of God? Do you think he's an unjust judge or a just judge? And he says at the end of the parable, if the unjust judge gets up and gives this woman what she wants. How much more does your father, the just judge in heaven, want to give you the petitions that you desire? Seeing your prayers get answered is just simply believing that God is good and that he wants to hear from you and he likes to answer prayers. He loves to move up in your life because he wants relationship with you. I think more importantly than an answer to prayer is, the, is, is his presence, is knowing that he's with you and he's always there. He's listening. All we have to do is ask, seek, and knock. A-S-K. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will open to you. If you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you good gifts, want to give you these petitions that you desire? We need to get rid of this doubt and unbelief that resides in our heart and believe that God is good He is a good father, he's a loving father, and he's a just judge. Jesus was already judged for all your sins and you were given his righteousness in what we call the great exchange or the finished work of Christ. I want you to enjoy that today, brothers and sisters, and I wanna just close with this one question. Who do you say God is? Do you say he's good? Do you say he's just? Do you know he's loving? Do you know he loves you unconditionally? Think on that today and go in peace 
and pray today for someone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.